0: Welcome to Hounds Tooth Heroes. What an exciting time. I'm Greg Dawkins. I'm joined, as always, by Ellis Metz. If you're new to the program, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Facebook, or on Twitter at H2 Heroes.
1: Go Owls. Uh, thank you, Gregory, for that lively introduction. We want to begin this show with props to good friend of the program, Bill Howard, per usual and all his good folks at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. Uh, In addition to their classic wing sauce, they now have a whole plethora and some would call it a cornucopia of delicious wing sauces from their sweet and spicy to their Carolina ghost pepper, available at wildbillsauce.com and anywhere Bama Wise
0: products are sold. You are correct, my friend. And also a big thanks to everybody at Druid City Brewing in Tuscaloosa, Alabama for always keeping us in the tastiest of studs when we are in town. So you need to stop by, see Bo, Elliot, Sarah, and all the gang when you're in Tuscaloosa. Even if it's not gang game day, there's always something to do. Sometimes it's trivia where you can win you some Bo Bucks for some free beers, or sometimes you get stuck with Emo Night with Tyler. But speaking of cold libations, Ellis Metz, what are you drinking?
1: Well, Gregory, we'll get to tonight's libation in a moment, but I've just got to say that I've spent the last month, really, uh, pretty upset that I, well, I guess, yeah, close to a month, upset that I uh, did damage to a bottle of sweet tea vodka. You did. And following the personal tradition. And, you know, that's—it's maybe that's the whole thing that I need to address because that's life is you think you have this personal tradition found out. It, it carries you through 15 weeks of, uh, of, of successful game day drinking or, or podcast drinking. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're drinking sweet tea vodka out of a water bottle and watching Deshaun Watson do what Deshaun Watson does to your team. So I'm upset about that. Thank you. we we've, we've moved on to bigger and better things because as, uh, our listener knows, Hey Fred, Hey Fred. Thank you. Um, January is Hopslam time, so mm-hmm. your boy, being fortunate enough apparently to live in the state of Tennessee, which has upped its beer game all kinds of ways. I think that's um,
0: the time that's ever been said, but I I, it has
1: to be. But I, I just I found Hopslam at a grocery store this week. It's like a miracle. Had that once you have to switch from Hopslam though. I've got to say, even like my all time favorite beer followed the Hopslam up with a Two Hearted Ale. And just hate- nothing, nothing holds a candle. Wow. Yeah, it was really. It felt like I was drinking
0: PBR all of
1: a sudden. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I'll just go ahead and for, um, off the top call you a son of a bitch for drinking uh, hop slam, uh, but I'm not. I'm not devastated. I'm enjoying a delicious Brooklyn IPA, um, which is delightful uh, for a Yankee beer, uh, but uh, still. Uh it ain't Hop Slam, it ain't even uh too hard to Dale. Um but you know when you're stuck in Guatemala, that's what you uh that's what that's you take what you can get. Uh so that's it. Uh but anyway, you wanna go ahead and uh launch into it?
1: we may as well, and I'm just gonna start by saying, Welp. Uh your tide traveled to Tampa, as you probably know by now. Uh we played in the national championship game. And dropped it, dropped a big one to the Clemson Fightin' Dabo Lakes. Uh final score thirty five to thirty one. Gregory, you've had some time to reflect now, so uh hit me up with what I'll still call your initial thoughts.
0: I uh, my initial thoughts. Uh weeks later, these are my initial thoughts. I have a couple I actually have several, but I'm going to call an audible later in the program and and bust out with those. But I thought we played as well as we had going down the stretch of the season. You know, we we started out really well in the game, went up 14 to nothing, primarily on the strength of Bo Scarborough's legs. But when he he went out, the same problems that have plagued us uh, during the stretch run reared their ugly heads. Again, Jalen Hurts, for all he can do, just cannot connect on the mid-range to deep ball and whatever, for whatever reason, the other running backs just weren't able to produce, um, you know, and I, you know, I don't, I'm gonna, I will only dip my foot so far into the irony pool. And, you know, with regard to, uh, if Bo Scarborough hadn't gotten hurt, because mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let's not even go there. Uh, but nevertheless, I, you do wonder what would have happened had he not, uh, but that's, I'm not Texas, I'm not gonna use that as an excuse. We have a stable of five-star running backs behind him that throughout the season have been able to produce, uh, but somehow in the last few games have not been able to run behind our less than stellar uh, offensive line. And that may be, which it it proved to be a low point for us, but Mm -hmm. Clemson's defensive line is one of the best in the country. So that may have had something to do with it. Um, uh, Finally, Clemson ran 99 plays in the game and in that last drive, Boy Did It Show, uh, we were gassed. And I really can't blame anyone for that. 99 Plays is going to gas anybody. Uh, but for some reason, I'm not devastated. I don't know why. But this team had 9-3 and three written all over it before the season started. And we finished second in the country. Uh, and we can always take solace in that we'll be back and Clemson won't. Uh, this is the best they're ever going to do. So I mean, props to you if you got a championship in '80 and you got one in 2016, you know we'll be back. You'll be will be sitting in Clemson on your lake. So um, I know this might be hard to hear, but we aren't going to win a national championship every year, mm-hmm. and put get into the playoff every year. Uh, I think it's nothing to sneeze at. And in addition, I do want to go ahead and apologize publicly because this is absolutely completely my fault. As you know, with every instance. When uh, the tide had been losing, I have either uh, left the building, like I did last year in the national championship game, or uh, just when I'm in Tuscaloosa, I get in a rickshaw and go my ass to the brewery, Mm -hmm. and we went. Uh, This time, I did go outside the building, and that is when Jalen and I refused to watch, and that it just followed on my phone, and that is when Jalen hurts, uh, did his 30-yard run, and we took the lead. Well, I decided that it would be a good idea. For me to, at that point, with two minutes to go, watch the rest of the game. Well, we all know how that will happen. So, uh, and my apologies to the University of Alabama Nation. And I'll never watch the end of a game when we're losing again. Yeah.
1: You can apologize all you want, but that doesn't mean listener Fred's going to send you any fewer death threats.
0: I know. You know how he is, They're man. coming, pal. He's, he can be a little bitch about these things. He's a monster is an absolute monster. I'm terrified for my life. Thank God I'm 3,000 miles away. Anyway, uh, what is your take on the game, my friend? Um,
1: frankly, I agree with everything you said. Toward the end of the third quarter and into the fourth, um, just felt so sorry for our defense. Those guys have been the bedrock of this team and, frankly, program for uh, quite a while now. And you could just see that they were out of fuel. Uh, but our offense could do absolutely nothing to give them any sort of relief. So that was tough to watch. I think if you had asked me, to your point about this team, probably yes. I think I think a couple of losses we expected and we called for uh, at the beginning of the season. And I think if you had asked me after the national championship game last year, I would have said very seriously, Deshaun Watson will win the national championship game next year. Uh, He then went on to have a terrible regular season, which provided hope for us all, uh, but pulled it out when it mattered. Lost
0: to Pitt, man.
1: Lost to vaunted Pitt. What up, Petty? Who had a couple of big signing day signs today, which we will get to. Um, But So, uh, to your point, I am also not sad, but I am left with a lot of what ifs. There is such great irony in the Colt McCoy parallel, although i could I could shoot that down pretty quickly as well not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it, but you know if if Dieter catches a ball here or there, I think we win uh again, if Bo completes the game, we probably win, and if jalen Jalen was just Jalen, you know it's yeah. uh it i I always all season long have said I think he's a net plus. But I can't really back that up. And frankly, I hope next year we have a quarterback who is a confirmed net plus. Um, Aloha. Yes, you got it. Nice. Uh, so ultimately, left with a lot of what ifs, a lot of questions, uh, but have one we will... illegal pick with two seconds to go. Ah, fam. Yeah, there's that. But the most important question I think that we both have to answer right now is how would you rate this game? in an emoji
0: gosh such a good question and i hate to say it but it's just the broken heart man Uh, getting there was unexpected and to lose with two seconds to go in the game was just heartbreaking i wasn't mad in any way a lot of times you come out of those games just pissed off and want to hit somebody and drink a bit of bourbon but really it wasn't that i was just sad what about you
1: that's fair um you know, I thought about it a long time, and ultimately, uh, with some weeks of reflection, I'm going to go with the Russian hat guy emoji. The
0: Russian hat guy?
1: This whole thing was rigged. I'm calling fake news. There were hackers involved. It was the biggest crowd in any national championship game of all time. Millions there to watch it, and it just it just felt uh, illegitimate to me. I'm calling
0: it rigged. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, there were a lot of... I will go ahead and say... Uh, I saw a lot of small hands in the building. Oh, fam. That's, that's Clemson for you. Right, exactly. All
1: right. Well, we're going to put that partially behind us uh, because there are a number of exciting news tips to report from the coaching front uh, with this game safely in the rearview mirror. The, I guess, most prominent of which would be our boy. You may know him as Lane. We call him the Lane Train. Uh, mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin, now the new head coach at Florida Atlantic University, has released his first promotional video.
0: That's right, Ellis. And I, like you said, on the Twitter machine, it really makes you want to run through a wall.
1: It, it does. And so uh, with sort of everything going on in our lives, I felt like we would open you into our world, listener Fred, because obviously I'm here in Nashville, but... But Gregory, my good friend, is down in Guatemala and has been taking hours and hours of Spanish class every week. And wanted to put this to good use because I'm sure there are many Spanish-speaking Florida Atlantic fan heroes who tune into this program to get their latest news. And so we're going to try to cue up this video and let Gregory do the translation for us. Are you ready, Gregory? Oh, I'm born that way, son. Ooh. Lady Gaga, look out. All right, here goes. Our technology is going to kick in any second. And three, a two, a one. Hey, Al Nation. This is Coach Kiffin. What an exciting time. Next week is. All right, that's you.
0: Hola, Al Nation. Este el entrenador Kiffin. Que momento emocionante.
1: That was solid. Our technology didn't work as planned. So we're going to try this. Hey, Nation. Uh,
0: I'll just go. Okay, here, comes, here right. comes Next week is National Signing Day As we sign some of the best players in America We need some of the best fans in America La próxima semana es el día La firma nacional Cuando firmamos algunos de los mejores jugadores de America Necesitamos a los mejores aficionados en America
1: Goal
0: no! Get at me, ladies.
1: That was really solid. i got to give you major kudos.
0: Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. I'm very aroused. Richie scintillating. In addition to lane leaving, there were some more, correct? There were more, Uh, probably more
1: important than lane leaving, frankly. Uh, your tied offensive line coach and one of our head recruiters who has, frankly, had a <laughs> uh, fenced-in neighborhood built around South Florida directing kids to Tuscaloosa, Mario Cristobal. has left for uh, the Oregon offensive coordinator position. And he takes here.
0: I believe he said a lot, Viennes a Tuscaloosa
1: recruit. Ooh, look at you. Yes, he did. Uh, Likely to be missed. Likely replaceable, frankly. Uh, And next on the departure list is a wide receivers coach by the name of Billy Napier, longtime friend of the program. Not this program, the program. Uh, who has left for the Arizona State offensive coordinator post, which was vacated by some buffoon that Gus Malzahn has hired?
0: Oh God! Well, yeah. they can. Well, Arizona State can only be uh, looking up then.
1: You know there are a lot of things to look down or or toward at Arizona State, but we'll go there another day.
0: Yeah, let's not. That's. Uh, it's, uh, it's a family program, as you That's often right. point That's out. right. Thank you. Anyway, uh, with all that said, losing some coaches, uh, I, we're the only concern I have about that, or the thing I want to talk about, I don't know if it's really a concern, is we opened uh, with Florida State next year in Atlanta. Uh, and what is going to be, if, if we are not number one and number two, uh, we're going to be, each of us will be in the top five. Uh, and when you have that sort of um, uh, uh, upheaval, I guess. I mean, we have the whole offseason to deal with it, but it is nevertheless an off- on upheaval. Um, I wonder how long it's going to take us to get into a groove because we've seen too many times before the elemental football program does need uh, a game or two to start rolling as it does. Uh, there ain't going to be no time to start rolling. Florida State's going to be badass next year. And if we're not ready to bring our A game immediately, they're going to wax us. Uh, So your thoughts on new coaches in a primetime, big-time game coming out of the gate?
1: Well, lucky for us, we've already seen the Tide play game under Steve Sarkeesian.
0: Woo, boy. Yeah, that was lovely. Uh, Well, okay, look, that's not fair. And here's why it's not fair. Uh, 31 points should be enough to win any damn game when you have our defense. Um, and it was not uh, Florida State does not, will not bring the offense that Clemson brought, uh, so they're going to be good, uh, but they they function a lot like we do. They're not a seventy point. They're not going to hang seventy on people like Clemson is capable of doing. So in that sense, I don't think it's fair to to uh, to uh, Sarkeesian to say, well, you you, you laid an egg because you only scored thirty one points. Now, yeah, I'd like to outscore them, and if that's what you have to do, you have to do. And Lane was able to do it, Mm -hmm. and Sark wasn't. So I think that's a fair criticism. But at the same time, in this game, we're not going to need 40 points.
1: No, it's apples and oranges, no doubt. I do think, well, now we're getting into what we didn't want to get into. I think another offensive coordinator could have gotten us a first down or two to change the game uh, against Clemson. But that said... I'm not so much concerned about our position coaches uh coming out next season. Saban creates this pipeline. Uh when someone leaves, it's it's next coach up. Usually they're a former head coach somewhere or or future very soon head coach. So not concerned about that. My my biggest and bigger concern about FSU, which we hopefully will get to in a future podcast, uh is their returning sophomore quarterback one, what's his name, Francois. The
0: Frenchie, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Frenchie, if you will, Uh, who uh, I I think I would take. Would you take? Yeah, I would
0: take. He's not bad. He's certainly – I don't want to say he's a step up from what we have now. He is a step up from what we have now. That's what I'm asking. I don't think he's a step up from what we were going to have. I mean, I I think you give Jalen Hurts or whomever comes in, whoever is a quarterback in two years – I think that person ex- will be better than Francois the Frenchie. Right now, though, yeah, I'll take the Frenchie.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, so it'll be an interesting matchup, but miles to go before we sleep, Gregory.
0: Exactly. But, uh, gang, we've been away for a while, but we came back today just for you because, as you know, it is National Signing Day. And <laughs> your are <tides> class. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's all I got. Your t- okay, fine. Uh, put down the bufuzela. Uh Your Tide class is shaping up to be one of its best ever. And Ellis, you have been monitoring this minute by minute. So tell us, who should the listener be excited about?
1: Listener Fred, kudos. Thank you yeah. for sticking with us. Yeah, it's been an exciting day. And you said one of the Tide's best ever. I've got to say, I legitimately think this is one of the best classes of all time. Uh, we have, I think... It depends on what service you use, but I think we ended up with six five stars, yeah, uh, and and the Big 12, I'm sorry, we have seven five stars. The Big oh. 12 as a conference brought in zero. We literally signed all the five stars.
0: Oh my God. All right, well, let's get started. I'm going to give you a little rundown on uh, the five. We're not going to go through everybody because that you know we ain't got all night. Uh, but I'm going to give you a rundown run on the five stars, and Ellis is going to give you what really matters: their Twitter handle and what they're talking about. First up, we've got Alex Leatherwood, an offensive lineman hailing from Pensacola, Florida. He is six foot five inches tall and weighs in at 298 pounds. And tell us what we need to know about <laughs> Alex Leatherwood. Is a big boy, and
1: I am talking about his Twitter game. Obviously, uh, guy has tons of followers. His handle. Is at Alski, A L Ski underscore. Uh, he's got a verified Twitter account, which, you know, obviously tips the rankings. Uh, this is our. I ad- think people in the panhandle were entitled to, to verified Twitter accounts. I, I think there is a weird thing because a couple of these kids, I've obviously been tracking their Twitter games. Not that we would ever, ever, ever endorse tweeting crutes.
0: Don't tweet a crew, man. We Don't will never tweet,
1: tweet a crew. But once they sign on, I tend to uh to to just break down their Twitter game, you know, look at their followers <laughs> and their, their general uh kind of themes, motifs of their account, right. emoji oh. usage, things of that nature, to give a good ranking is an annual program that listener Fred really tunes into every year. So we look forward to it. But no, uh at Alski he, he gained major points because Uh, has been talking trash about the Louisiana to Alabama pipeline, how strong it is. Uh, It's a direct shot to DeCocho and and whoever else is recruiting for LSU anymore. Frankly, I don't even know. Uh, The guy has some great hashtag usage. He manages to capitalize both the roll and the tide. Uh, I'm giving him five
0: stars on the Twitters. All right, let's let's take a break real quick because I want to talk about that for a second—the Louisiana to Alabama pipeline. Oh, fam! Because we took everybody that we were in the mix for in Louisiana, we got yeah, and it's you know, and at some point, and and LSU Twitter went went and lost its mind. But at some point, I, I guess my analogy that I put on Twitter was this. Uh, if somebody keeps breaking into your house day after day after day, at what point do you quit complaining about it? Because at some point, get used to it, man. Uh, they they can't win this game. They one of the re- recruits said he never met with his position coach, which I'm thinking, all right, well, there's a reason you lose. In um, if you can't, if your position coach doesn't even have time for you, no, you ain't going to LSU. So uh, like I said, uh, it's an amusing thing. Uh, to watch, particularly this guy named LSU Dad on Twitter. Um, uh, it, did he have a rough day? Uh, oh, the roughest of the rough, my friend. It was a dog rough. Um, but yeah, he was. He, he he had a meltdown. The rest of LSU had a meltdown. But I keep wondering why are you melting down. This ain't new. Anyway, moving on to our second recruit of a five-star variety. One, Dylan Moses. Speaking of Louisiana, slap out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, and kind of of the IMG Academy as well. He is a linebacker. He is stands six foot two tall, and he weighs in at 225 pounds. Now, tell us about the Twitter handle.
1: Well, beyond Twitter, this guy is going to be <laughs> my favorite player for years to come because, frankly, I am going to make this joke at least 100 times where I can say, named him after a man of the cloth. Called him Dylan Moses. <laughs> that's going to happen a lot, okay?
0: Okay, fine. Well, get so
1: it. get used to that. Uh, You're not uh, funny we you say things a lot. That's that's exactly right. On the Twitter, this is another verified University of Alabama crute. I think Twitter just goes in, finds out who Nick Saban's looking at, and puts the blue check by their name. Uh, dude has twenty one thousand followers. It's absurd. Uh, you know he uses his Twitter very steadily for recruiting purposes, which I have great respect for. Also, though, provides some great music takes. Uh, he had some some breakdown of a Twista lyric uh-huh. earlier, and you know there's just when I when I think about at Dylan seven Moses underscore what I think of is hashtag brand. Guy just has a real. Hashtag brand presence. Giving him five stars on the Twitters too.
0: Alright, solid, solid. Next mm-hmm. up, Jerry Judy, a wide receiver, a well-regarded wide receiver out of Deerfield Beach, Florida, coming in at six foot two and weighing 175 pounds. Tell us all about the Twitter, Mets.
1: Jerry Judy is gonna be a stud, and and here's what I can tell you I know about him thus far. Uh, there is only one Twitter account registered to at jerry judy it is not verified uh the avi is the popular twitter egg there are zero tweets from this account but here's the kicker three followers one of whom is none other than university of arizona head football coach rich rodriguez
0: now okay you had, I thought it was going to be a bust with all this information you've laid out. Right. But once you tell me Rich Rod's a follower.
1: No, that's the kicker. I don't know if Rich Rod actually set up this account, or maybe Judy was visiting and set this up as some sort of elaborate troll. The kid's, the kid's an automatic five-star. I mean, there's no okay. doubt if he has Rich Rod as making up 33% of his followership, he, he's a right. five-star in my book. Correct, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, Isaiah Buggs. Once again, a Louisiana kid out of rush, yeah, Ruston, Louisiana, defensive end. Checking, ooh, that's a big old boy. Six foot five, two hundred and ninety pounds, and lordy, I love that name. Tell us about the Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah, this guy. I've just got one stat for you, and it's going to be enough. Verified as at Big Poo underscore ninety one.
0: Five ooh, stars done. We've all, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, all right. Uh, moving out into uh, the uh, Great Wild West, Tua Taga. let's see, every member is going to have you this problem. Ta- you nailed it earlier. Ta- you nailed it. Oh, I know. Tua Tagalavailoa. To Tagaviloa. Nice. I a quarterback hailing from Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he is six foot one inches tall. One hundred and eighty five pounds. This kid's gonna need to put on some weight, but tell us about his Twitter account, my
1: friend. Probably safe to say that Tua's parents did not name him after a man of the cloth. Not really, no. They have, I don't know. Uh on Twitter though, our guy at Tua Man T U A A M A N N underscore. A lot of underscores at the end now because these are these are late arrivers to the Twitter Twitter game, I guess. Uh is verified. But I've gotta say his his whole profile on there is a little sort of stodgy. It's just sort of formal. Uh, He he, he tweets about other recruits, which I respect and certainly gains some some supports in my book. But most importantly, he introduced me to my new favorite Twitter account, which is Hawaii Prep World, a whole Twitter account dedicated just to high school kids in Hawaii trying to play college football. Didn't know that was
0: an underworld. Of course it is. Giving him four stars overall, though. Okay, I'm liking this idea because a lot of the Hawaiian kids are are like those giant Samoans. Samoans, Everybody, right? Right, exactly. Maybe a thing. I don't think we have to tap into the Samoan world like the USC's do. We need those giant Samoans running around. I will about. take as many of those on campuses we can get. Let me ask exactly.
1: you on a on a only somewhat more serious note than this Twitter breakdown we have going. uh... What are the chances Tua starts at quarterback next season for, let's say, a game? Does Tua zero. start a game next season?
0: The answer is zero. Uh, I think, oh. uh, I think. all right, here's, I think he he has the opportunity um, because, you know, every every damn body we had it behind under center transferred out except right. for the guy we've got uh, and the guy who liked to pull it out. Did the guy who liked to pull it out and windmill leave too? We call that a helicopter. No, I think he did yeah. leave, actually. Everybody left, even a windmill left. All right, so uh, at this point, we've got this guy and Tua. Uh, by that, uh, by this guy, I mean Jalen. And honestly, we are, if anything, everybody gets a shot. Uh, you, you've earned the quarterback job, but it doesn't mean it's yours. Uh, and at least that is something we can always say about the safe administration, mm-hmm. is your job is never safe uh if you aren't performing uh you can the next man up can take your job uh tomorrow. So I think the opportunity is there. If he shows he can hit the ball, now hit the deep ball. Now will he get this to play? I don't I don't know about start, but will he get to play in some of these garbage games to see what he can do? I wouldn't be surprised at all. What about you? I don't know. Now it's gone back to wishful thinking.
1: It's so ironic because we wanted Jalen more than anything in the world. We got him. Uh, We now sort of realize why he wasn't the immediate day one starter from the time he arrived on campus. And I just want somebody who might be an immediate day one starter from the time they arrive on campus. I think Tua has the tools. uh, But, yeah, you're right. As far as starting next season, I would say very unlikely.
0: All right. And finally, uh, the the uh, for me, at least, the uh, crowning jewel of this class is a running back out of Antioch, California, by the name of Najee Harris, who checks in at six foot two and two hundred and twenty two pounds. And let me just real quickly break down what we have behind uh, behind the quarterback at this point. Najee Harris, five stars. Um, uh, Jacobs is three stars. Most star, most is five stars. Who am I missing? There's one more. Um, you said Damian Harris. Damian Harris, I did not say. Yeah, Jacobs is three. Damian Harris is five. We have three five star running backs sitting back there. That's absurd. I have one three star who uh who, who has distinguished himself. So really, if we can't run the damn ball now, uh, it's impossible to do it. But anyway, Najee Harris, uh, Twitter. No Twitter. No Twitter. So,
1: kind He's of un- undecided on the guy, i got to be honest. Right. If
0: you don't even have a Twitter, are you anything at all?
1: <laughs> it's it's a really good question. There was a great video. Did you see the one with he and his mom talking about his kind of background?
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. So It was a cool video. If you haven't seen it, I would urge you to check it out. Because when you sit around and talk uh, about... While this recruit or that recruit did not go to your school, this kid grew up with absolutely nothing, and uh, he has an opportunity now to, I mean, but when I say nothing, I mean, uh, when you think of poor people, he's poorer than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has nothing, and now he has an opportunity to earn a college degree and perhaps move on to the NFL if things go well. So uh, props to that kid, and... Like I said, whenever you talk about some kid not going to your school, shut the hell up, man. These kids, uh, a lot of them come from similar circumstances, and they're making the best they can out of a situation.
1: Well said, Gregory. Uh, The only other addition I would add is that we also have one BJ Emmons on the depth chart there, so just an embarrassment of riches. That's probably not the last time we will use that phrase tonight. Uh, But Najee, not on the Twitter. I broke down, so if you haven't picked up because... I don't know how much listener Fred looks into this. What we've started with on these uh, commits today were the folks who were previously enrolled. None of these were surprises getting in. There was one more verified Twitter account I wanted to get into, which is a tight end out of Buller, Texas, by the name of Major Tennyson. I think yeah, I studied kind of- him in lit-, lit class, eh?
0: Right, exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, remember he that. son of lord, yes. Yes, uh his his twitter account i've got to say is is way too professional it looks like frankly my twitter account after i joined the corporate world uh there there's right. just not a lot of good jokes not a lot of good retweets no no weird twitter really exposed at all so you know he gets a 3.8 composite rating by the, by the experts i'm personally right. giving him a 3
0: okay any other uh about outside of the five stars. Any other Twitter standouts in this class?
1: There are some standouts. I will, yeah, I'll get to that. Uh, there's an offensive lineman by the name of, I think I'm going to say this right, Jedrick, Jedrick Wills, offensive lineman out of Lexington, but if you read his Twitter account, you would think he was an offensive lineman out of Lex Vegas, Kentucky. Really? Never heard that one before, actually. That was new to me. Right okay yeah uh he is he is fresh stunting in his avi. so uh he is a four point two composite top player out of Kentucky I'm gonna giving him a five star on the Twitters uh the next one that I think is gonna upset some people this is gonna be a controversial pick okay uh mm. many people are saying that Vandarius Cowan is a true punisher uh he's a linebacker out of Palm Beach Gardens Florida and you know, he's got a ton of Twitter followers, but he, he, he's got some issues that I want to bring up because I think oh. these need to be addressed. Uh, first he off, not he has, verified. He has
0: red flags. He has red yes, flags.
1: Yeah, no, they're red flags left and right. Uh, first off, not verified on the Twitter. Oh. So how can we trust him, right? Uh, he, has, he has an emoji game that I would describe as burgeoning. Sometimes it's a little too eager. Sometimes it's not there when he needs it to be. So the the emoji game is coming along. But his Twitter handle, I think, is really a source of much concern for, for coaches and myself because it's at Vandarius98. Again, this is Vandarius Cowan, uh, at Vandarius98. And this just shows a real lack of creativity. I think that is probably the biggest red flag. And you also,
0: may you wonder when he's actually in a game, can he adjust to various situations? That's exactly you know? right.
1: That's exactly right. right. No if one I, ever I, questioned I, Reuben Foster's creativity.
0: Right, exactly. If you can't be creative on the Twitter, can you adjust to whatever comes at you on the field?
1: These are the questions, and and all of a sudden I'm growing more and more concerned about these coaches that are leaving that aren't even on the defensive side of the ball. We just need somebody who can rein these kids in, uh, right? Most finally, most, and the
0: one the one I'm most excited about, however, is that offensive lineman out of Madison. Oh. His Twitter game is strong. You're talking about uh,
1: Kendall. You're talking about our boy Kendall Kendall yeah. Randolph. Who? Fun fact: I didn't get to my I didn't get to my favorite fact about Vandarius. Oh. My bad. Sorry. My my most depressing fact, because I didn't give him a ranking yet. But Van at Van Darius ninety eight makes me assume that he was born in nineteen ninety eight. I haven't done the math, but I have to figure that's right. Which is such an unpleasant reminder of my own mortality. I'm giving him two stars, fam. Oh, sad. Can't have that.
0: Sad. Sad. Yeah. Sad.
1: sad. Exactly right. Now then, to your boy, who will forever be your boy. Uh, oh yeah, Kendall Randolph out of Madison, fun fact, younger brother of Tide B-Ball star Levi
0: Randolph. One of my favorite uh, Tide hoopsters of the past, say, 10 years. I have dapped up Levi Randolph at Gallettes more than once. Oh, yeah.
1: He's a good bro. Uh, so this guy went to high school with Reggie Raglan and was projected as an offensive guard. You know, a little concerning because his Twitter's not verified. Uh, I think there are again some red flags that maybe would suggest laziness. There are times when uh, he doesn't he doesn't space like I would like to see. He doesn't use the space space bar much. Uh, way too many all caps. But here's the kicker. Now you, this is why you really have to drill down into these. Upon further review, I noticed. Well, this guy follows like more than a thousand people. Let's check this out. And once I clicked on that, it opened me to a whole new world because. Our boy, your boy, Kendall Randolph, follows almost nothing but University of Alabama honeys. Oh, yeah. Honeys, including maybe friend of the program, Katie Norris, who was a good friend of mine. So,
0: uh-huh, you know, there,
1: there were there were
0: question marks. I'm giving him five stars, though. I appreciate I think, his game. I, th- I think he's off to a good start. And we have one more that, you know, look, here at Houndstooth Heroes, we try to work Coleman into every program whether that is, you know, something that blatantly racist that Coleman has done or whatever Coleman, you know, Coleman's all, Coleman for me is my second favorite city behind Jasper because Jasper was all, is always number one because it's crazy as hell. But Hunter Brannan out of Coleman, Alabama, rate that Twitter account on that offensive lineman.
1: Oh, pal. You know, it's I'm, – I'm glad you love and respect Coleman for what it is, but I'm just not sure that it – it translates to a broader audience on the Twitter machines. Uh oh it's very limited. It's a limited <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a small small group there. Uh at Hunter Brandon fifty uh, is not verified, which is not really a surprise. He is a three star, uh, again from Coleman, Alabama. Okay, uh,
0: you don't get verified out of Coleman.
1: You really not. Uh his Avi is a picture that he updated today of uh him in his Shirt and tie, signing with the University of Alabama. So this is a big day for him, we couldn't be any happier. Uh, If you look beyond that, his Twitter banner is, of course, the uh, tailgate of an F-150 where there is a dead buck sprawled across the back. So
0: Mm -hmm. Coleman AF.
1: It it is Coleman AF. I'll allow it. You know, again, though, I'm just concerned about this guy's hashtag brand. So I've got to say, woof. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give him sort of a roundup. I'll go three stars here for our boy Hunter wow. Brandon.
0: All right. And as uh, hey look, uh, that gives you the Twitter breakdown. But as friend of the program, Thomas Walker told us, until uh, Sabin quote, when he said, until you get them out there, you don't know if it's a show dog or a hunting dog. I love that. This
1: was this was a hell of a class though. Can we talk about that? Yeah, tremendous. I I really, again, think it was probably the best sign ever. There was one sort of issue that we should maybe get to because, like everything in college sports, maybe we're seeing it arc a little bit away from fun and innocent and hilarious toward, like, depressing. I don't know. Uh, But I am talking about, I think the kid's name is Jaris Parks who was a yeah. four-star guy uh, who had been, I think, highly recruited by Alabama, but to my knowledge maybe had not committed, and and correct me if you know better, but had not committed, was sort of just assumed. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning came around, he wanted to have his big show and signing, and come to find out our boy Jerez's spot, had been taken. So as a four-star and one of the top 100 recruits in the country, decided to still remain with the University of Alabama and sign on as a gray shirt.
0: Well, okay, here's what I do know about that. Okay, apparently he even commit. No, he's committed. He's desperate to come to the university. Uh, he has committed on more than one occasion, one time oh. via video, from what I understand from Paris. He did,
1: okay, that was him. So he he posed by the Eiffel Tower and let the what? A form the A in Alabama. Right, it's a sad So statement. he can probably gray shirt, though, let's be honest. But,
0: right, when you go to Paris to commit, that's some commitment. I mean, at some point you make a room, make room for that row.
1: Yeah, okay. I was, though, i got to say, I was sort of just concerned about, you know what, nobody should have to pay to, for college if they can't. But now that I'm right. watching this video... Uh, and actually, the the guy's Twitter game is really strong. I'm giving him a five star on Twitter. Wow. Okay. Uh uh-huh. huh. His most recent tweet was a a kind of funny Barack Obama tweet. Uh, a lot of excitement here. A lot of dynamic energy. Like the guy. Uh, okay. But but if he again is flying and making professional videos in Paris, probably okay to gray shirt. Yeah.
0: Exactly. All right. Uh, you want to go ahead and move on to another another little spring sport
1: for a second? We shall. We will uh, sort of tie it back to football in a moment, but first, a second to talk about what the listener came to hear about,
0: Tide Shooty Hoops. All right. So look, this season started as pretty much a disaster uh, in the out-of-conference play, but your Tide seemed to have found its stride <clears throat> in a lineup that works. Uh, your Tide came in at 13-7 and seven into the day, but 6-2 and two in the conference, and I believe that puts us In fourth place, Uh, right now our RPI is in the low 50s, it's like 58, maybe 60, and it usually takes a number less than 50 to secure a spot in the tournament. Mm -hmm. So prior to today, the next four games were crucial because everybody in the next four games have better RPIs than we do. Uh, And as we, well, as we speak, the Tide just got through laying a giant egg in Fayette Trail, Uh, The last I checked, we were down 20 points, so in order to split these four, um, we have the barn at home, which is doable, but then we go to South Carolina, and then, then Kentucky comes to town.
1: Yeah, not great, and tonight was really, like you said, if we could have split these four, which I think we had a good chance at, would have been good, needed to win against Arkansas and got stomped Eighty-seven, sixty-eight. They have some kid named Dusty Hannahs. I hate when my Hannahs get dusty. That
0: but sounds like the person in the world.
1: It, he is really like a, I thought Rodney Clark had graduated, but apparently he just passed the baton to some sort of uh, deformed cousin. I guess that's what they do in Arkansas. And so uh, that guy lit us up. Not a stellar effort from your shooty hoop tide.
0: Exactly. And speaking of not stellar efforts, one more sp- quick spring sport, one more team that doesn't look, look like they're going to be in the mix is the Tide. They are an absolute mess. They went to Arkansas and fell all over the place, then came home and they did beat Auburn in Birmingham, but still fell all over the place. I have some thoughts on this and it's not just about Dana, uh, the coach. It's also about coaching philosophy and how people respond to things. Uh, Dana Jackson has been around uh, Coach Sarah Patterson's program uh, forever, so she knows what it takes to win, but she's not been here when it was a complete disaster mm-hmm. because we've never were a disaster under Coach Patterson, so, uh, which is what this team is. So I don't know. I mean, my question is for you is this. Do coaches who have never coached suck know how to fix suck? Uh, because, frankly, Florida's coming to town on Friday, And if we keep sucking like this, they're going to blow us out of the building. And that may tell the tale if we can't keep it close. And if we can't, we may not be an elite program anymore. And frankly, I look for them to wax our asses. But my my question about coaching, that's my question for you, is Mm -hmm. if you've never been around a bad team in your life, and suddenly it is thrust on you in whatever sport that you've got to fix bad, do coaches know how to do that if you've never done it?
1: I, no, I, I think you make a great point, and I don't think they do. I think there are many uh, examples where you can go back to a coach who's been successful. We might even point to one uh, Gus Malzahn, one Butch Jones, who, who had just been at successful programs and inherited success, relative relative success, uh, and then once they've sort of been faced with adversity, can't handle it. i got to say, though, if I'm this women's coach, I'm just getting in their faces, and I'm saying, "Ladies, ladies," <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing.
0: I don't know that I use "ladies." I got another word for them, but you know, <sighs> hey, Gregory, uh, Gregory. Yeah. yeah, family program. Uh, but yes, but apparently, at some point, I read, I did read that midway through the meet, uh, she decided to give the, give those ladies a "Come to Jesus" speech about losing to Auburn again. Well, you know, that would have been great if you'd give them that "Come to Jesus" speech earlier. Because, yeah. you know, you know, it, I, I have concerns. I'm not as concerned as some people are over at Roll Bama Roll who think you who think you don't let her back in the building and take her keys and, you know, in Birmingham. Uh, but, uh, cause we were top three in the country last year and we did start relatively strong. Um, we were top four in the country, but after these last two, just complete shit shows, um, we I don't expect to beat Florida, because Florida has more than we do. Sometimes you just can't win. Mm-hmm. But if we can't uh be respectable at home against a top team, uh then the uh, people at Roll Band of Roll may be right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to watch the gym tide yet, but I gotta say there there seem to be many causes for concern. <laughs> many? Right, Speaking of games that I haven't gotten to watch and probably won't watch much of, there's a football game coming up this weekend. God. I know, I know. Greg's Greg's second favorite team is going up against Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) I didn't know where to go with that.
0: Well, I don't either, because if 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 you told me before the season, tell me the two teams you would hate to see in the Super Bowl ever in your life, these are them. So here we are. This is it. Here's what we're facing. Uh, the
1: game on that, though. We're going to be troopers. Greg is going to put on his Guatemalan
0: trooper pants and give you a hate of the week. A hate of the week. Um. All right. Uh, the game line is Pats minus three, and the over and under is 58.8. Uh. Give me the over, but uh, my hate of the week is the Pats minus three. As much as I hate to say it, uh, I don't even know if I can say it out loud.
1: Atlanta's going to win
0: this game. You're you're still hung up on
1: the Shaughnessy article.
0: Okay, look. That is the only reason that I might not hate Atlanta as much as I do. It was just the most Boston sports fan article I've ever read. Do you want to give a recap?
1: Yeah, we can. This is Dan. Is it O'Shaughnessy or Shaughnessy? I think it's just Dan it's, Shaughnessy. He's not that Irish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is a longtime Boston Globe reporter. I think he gets perms on Mondays and Wednesdays in East <laughs> Boston. Uh, but he wrote this he just sort of. You can tell by his nose. Uh huh. D- stomach-turning piece in the Boston Globe, uh, let's say, mid-January, about how just uh disappointing and unmotivating it was to have to play the atlanta falcons in a super bowl this was just such a heroic team that had 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 scrapped its way back from the tom brady suspension and yeah. had, had fought and worked all season to make it uh to this improbable super bowl appearance and now they were having to face these lowly Atlanta Falcons who had no pedigree and no business being in the national championship and as, as someone who has at least one Atlanta sports team to cheer for it it was galvanizing i hate to say it because i realize and appreciate atlanta's place in the uh in the mount rushmore of worst sports towns in america And for this guy to just make a mockery of the pride that Atlanta folks take in that uh, was just offensive.
0: It was. Okay, well, here's my problem with it. Boston sports fans have the shortest memory in the history (laughs) of sports. Um, It's not as though the Pats or the Red Sox have been kicking ass for 100 years. Neither one of them were any good before, let's say, 10, 11 years ago. But they act like they've been winning titles since the beginning of sports. And that's what's so damn frustrating about a Boston sports fan. But nevertheless, so that is what gives me a lip, a little relief in picking Atlanta for this game. And you know I hate an Atlanta sports team more than you know, more than more than mostly more than a black olive. And that's a lot of hate. Uh but nevertheless, uh I am uh I think that Matt Ryan had, will have an MVP season. I think Julio uh, is obviously a stud. Um, the Pats, the Pats are good. I, you know, there's there's no denying that. But I tend to believe that the offensive firepower of the Falcons is going to make the difference, and they're going to cover that three and win outright. What about yourself?
1: I've gone back and forth on this, but I think at the end of the day. The Patriots are just too much of a well-oiled machine. Uh, if if Brady can't find an opening, he's going to be able to hand it off to somebody who can run the ball. If the running game's not working, they'll be able to hit Gronkowski or uh, a slew of their other white receivers. They've got guys that I've never even heard of making plays at this point. Uh, but,
0: but you said white receivers, not
1: wide receivers. I know. Oh, I very much said white receivers, but I can't really pontificate yeah, sure. on that right now because it's too too sore in my memory from a recent football game. But uh I I just I think that they the Falcons defense is such trash. Yeah. I, I'm gonna take the pets barely to cover. I like the under here. Uh moving on to the prop bets because I think this is where it comes to play. I'm yeah. going I'm going with pats running back le blunt i think surely the falcons try to do something to stop tom brady which is probably not going to work but on the off chance that it does I, i'm trying to take a sleeper here i like le blunt to take over
0: fair um the thing about these the mvp uh bet is just never who you think it's going to be no uh, um you know the obvious choices are the quarterbacks, Blunt. Uh, maybe Devontae Freeman, maybe Julio Jones. Uh, but it's never those guys. Um, if you could find a field bet, uh, and I guess you'd probably get it at around between $3,000 and $6,000 you know, the it's not going to be a star. It never is a star. Uh, take the field if you can get it, if you can find it. Uh, on a couple of websites that we both looked at today, the f- a field bet for MVP was not available. But if you could find a field prop, I'd get on that because I just really – you know. These are the obvious stars that that both teams know they need to shut down. Uh, so, with that in mind, like I said, I, if I had to pick a person, I think I'll, I'll pick Julio because I, I think he's uh, as big a stud as there is in the game right now. Yeah. Uh, and I don't can the Pat's defense stop him? I don't. I don't know that anybody can stop him. If so if Matt Ryan is on his game, and can make his throws uh, and get some time to do it. Give me Julio if I've got to pick a person.
1: Yeah, and he he is playing the best football I can remember in a long, long time. He's having a, a a great run right now, but when you think about Belichick and they talked about this ad nauseum uh last week, he's gonna shut down the main playmaker. So he he'll put five guys if it requires it on Julio. Be yep. interesting to see if they can check off to one Taylor Gabriel, I know because he got me through the fantasy football playoffs. Or, all right, is that
0: is that their backup? If, that, if that's their, back, their, He sort of came out of receiver. nowhere, but yeah, he's their number two right now. And that's okay. If I'm going to pick a name, then that's him, uh, because I think you're right. They're going to they're going to swarm Julio, mm-hmm. and he's going to be. If if my guess is, he's the no name wide receiver who makes a name for himself in this game. It's a hot take, pal, and and get ready for
1: your hottest take because finally, after all this built up through the episode, this is really the only <laughs> reason we recorded this podcast tonight because. The Super Bowl, with it every year, brings the Dawkins Special, which is a prop bet on the National Anthem link. This year...
0: I'm here for this.
1: We're looking at over under 130 seconds, which, again, math seems hard, but translates to 2 minutes, 10 seconds of National Anthem time by one Luke Bryan. Hit us with the takes, pal.
0: Okay, well, first of all, Luke Bryan... Sucks ass. Uh,
1: So that's the
0: first hot take. Uh, Second, uh, Bro Country is not capable of doing any song more than two and a half minutes long. I don't care if it's the national anthem and you have the words written in front of you. Uh, I don't think they they have the attention span to do more than 210. Uh, And this guy, this guy's not Mariah Carey. He's not uh, Aretha Franklin. He's not going to drag this out. Uh, I think he's going to get up there, sing the song like it's supposed to be sung with an re- annoying little twang and some too tight jeans, and he's going to hit the under. He's going to be... Un- I'll I'll even spot you the 10 seconds. This kid's going to be under two minutes.
1: Woo-hoo, I get fired up when you bring this heat. Uh, you know, I think even if Luke Bryan wanted to sing Unchained Melody in right. under two minutes, I just don't think he can. I think if he's saying as fast as... or as, as slow... I, my My metaphors are somewhere off... But if he just tried, if he if he went to that stage with the goal to make this song 5 minutes long, I still think he falls at about 205. I just don't think yeah. he can do it. Oh, Jeans yeah. are too tight.
0: Exactly. It's constricting, man. You got to get in and get out. That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. All right, quick reminder heroes, don't be a football only gump even though it's spring season, nobody likes a fog. Hockey is rolling along in Pelham. Uh, go check that out. Baseball starts September, February 17th, and softball starts February the 10th. If you think baseball is boring, go watch softball, because I can assure you it's not. Get out there and support the spring sport of your choice. Yeah, and, and there's actually it.
1: there's a picture we yeah. probably need to post to our account of the uh, Ice Tide. What do they call themselves? The Ice Tide? Frozen, frozen Tide. Frozen Tide. Thank you. Frozen Tide Bros. Uh, signing some girls' chess. Oh. Have you seen this? Uh.
0: No, I have not, but that's a hot take. Okay, we can make the that point. happen,
1: but there there are girls, apparently, at the University of Alabama who will let the frozen tide sign their chest,
0: so that's, that, that's hot. Uh, we all need to uh, get yeah. behind that. Absolutely. Uh, check that out on the, on the uh, Twitter account, mm-hmm. at H2 Heroes, and that will do it for another edition of the heretofore said Said uh, Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company. Remember, as we said, you can check the website by the same name. Uh, at H2Heroes.com, or you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter at H2Heroes. I know that you'll be devastated to hear that we won't be joining you every week in the spring, but we will be here from time to time as circumstances warrant. Take us home, my brother.
1: Yeah, and I know how difficult this was for all of you to listen to, but we want you to voice that frustration, and the way to do that again is Pull up the podcast app, look for Houndstooth Heroes, and just put five stars and then tell us how terrible it was. And that's how we'll know it's real. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.